ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. About to share this episode thanks to these fine companies I depend on in the field. Game Changer Calls. The GC was designed with all hunting callers in mind. Though elk is the intended target, the unique size is a game-changing tool for turkey and coyote callers as well. It is not designed to replace your tube or open reads, but rather to complement the caller's repertoire in the field. Vortex Optics. Proudly made in the USA, Hoffman Boots. If you're heading to the backcountry and you need some meals that won't bog you down, check out SasquatchFuel.com. 100% compostable packaging was designed to combat litter in the backcountry. For more information on conservation in action, head over to SasquatchFuel.com. Titanium Archery Products. Dedicated archers deserve truly unique products that provide all the performance attributes that they demand, and that's exactly what TAP delivers. For more brands we run and trust, jump on westerncontours.com partners page. Look for the code Western Contours and save a few dollars off your order. So, after an hour-long conversation, here we are, finally recording. (laughs) (laughs) All with Mr. Adam Bryant of the Bryant Land Podcast. Uh, Welcome, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Um, You know, we did this. Roles were reversed about a week or so ago and, um, you know, wanted to get on and kind of finish the conversation, kind of take it to where, you know, we thought it was going to go last time um, and then just kind of spread the love and, you know, share your platform and everything and, and who you are on my side of things. So welcome, man. man I appreciate it. Oh, this is fun. The last time I recorded, actually, I recorded later than this. I did um, a podcast last year, I think with Brandon 
and we didn't start rolling until midnight because y'all got that, you know, that West Coast time or whatever. So we're, we're good here. Good deal, man. So why don't we give everybody a little background, man, and, and just give us a little intro and, uh, you know, let them know, you know, who you are, what you do, uh, the podcast, and then, uh, you know, a little background on that outdoor life. Yeah, man. So um, I have I started a outdoor brand called Bryantland. Um, I have no shame in telling people I started, um, out of van, out of vanity, um, because I was going around buying all these different, I love t-shirts. Um, so I was buying like all these different t-shirts and different apparel and stuff. And one day I was just like, you know, it would be cool to have my name on something. And, you know, I kind of started kicking around ideas and finally the Bryantland thing gelled. And I was like, well, I don't know anything about fashion or whatnot. So, um, you know, what am I going to do with this? Like, I got this name. What am I going to do with it? And all my you know, professional life, I've worked in sports television. I'm a sports television director. So I direct live sporting events when they're not shut down by mass worldwide pandemics. Um, so, uh when I'm not doing that, I I like tinkering, you know, with cameras and stuff. Like I got all kind of like GoPros and cameras and stuff. So, um, and I had started hunting. I came to hunting late in life. Um, so I had started hunting. I was like, well, I got this new hobby hunting. And then I got like my passion, which was, you know, has always been like in media and stuff like that. So, I basically put those two together and Bryantland was formed. And the first, you know, couple of years I was doing videos, um, interviewing just different people because, you know, I, I wanted to tell stories and showcase uh, folks and different things that aren't normally showcased on your normal uh, mainstream outdoor um, channels or um, media sites or whatever. So I started, you know, making videos and interviewing people and talking to people. And if you know anything about media, to do any to do it really well, it costs money. And I was doing it out of my own expendable income. And so traveling to shoot people and edit and stuff, it just became expensive. I got burned out. And then about a year or so ago, I got turned on to podcasting. And I was like, oh, this is it. You know, like. This will allow me to talk to different people, tell different stories, get other people to tell their stories. It's a lot cheaper. Only thing I got to do is call them on the phone or dial them up on the uh, on the computer. And so that's how the uh, it started off as the Bryantland Country Podcast, which I thought was too wordy. And in January, I changed it to the Bryantland Show. And so hopefully, it you know I can leave my creative tinkering brain alone alone long enough <laughs> to actually stick with the Bryantland show. And so that's why I do that, do that podcast. Um, it drops every Monday, uh, wherever you get podcasts from. And it, it's just, you know, me talking to different people and getting their stories and asking them questions and just letting it roll and making uh, content for, for everybody. So, and, and there's some, huge similarities right and and i almost said something and i don't want it to sound offensive but but the brian land show is the western contours of the south in my opinion um because because i, it, I, I mean it really it really the similarity is there right it is 
the average, if you will, or the blue collar or the the majority of the hunting de- hunting demographic, just telling their story, sharing their experience, their views on things. Um, and and you've had some some pretty you know big names, I guess, if you will, um, on your show. Um, but you know there are similarities in that, and and one of the reasons I like it is because it is that. You know, and no offense to the folks, it is that average story. Ninety-eight yeah. percent of the hunting demographic is that average story, and that's one of the yeah. things that I appreciate about your platform and, and being able to do this with my platform, man, um, is sharing those stories. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't look at it like a, a offensive at all because you know I, I like having the different, like you know, I had a former football player on that you know has his own show on. Uh, the sportsman or outdoor channel, whatever, you know, I've had the producer on, um, for the, that produces, you know, like buck commander and struck commander videos and stuff. But then majority of my, um, guests have been just everyday people that I found interesting that were either posting crazy stuff on Instagram or on Facebook or people that I've met through other people that would be like, Hey, that person would be a good, uh, would be a good guest. So my thing is just, you know, to have if it's interesting, or if I think it's if I think it's interesting, and or I think the listeners will think it's interesting. I'll reach out to them, and quite honestly, you know, you you have better response from quote unquote regular people than you do the celebrities and stuff because trust me when you're and you know this when you're trying to book a podcast you're reaching out to any and everybody trying to get guests but you also want to make sure you get good guests right. and not just any right yeah because and I, I think i've been pretty fortunate man i think i have had uh, in all the episodes i probably have had well, I shouldn't say only four flops that didn't air. I'm sure there's people that'll say, well, this one was a flop and I heard it. (laughs) (laughs) But but there's some, and then I had reasons for not airing those. Right. And, and some were to protect the people (laughs) uh, that were on. But we do that in the media. We do that in the media all the time. You know, people always bash the media, but if you only knew the people that we've protected from themselves. <laughs> yeah. So. I've had, I've had a couple of those, man. It's like, dude, I'm sorry, man. I, I don't think this is a smart move. Um, right. Especially, you know, and, and I'm not going to say name, but that one of me was like, you know, he has a business and uh, it was like, Oh no, this I'm listening to it. I'm uncomfortable listening to the, to the mess dude is talking. And I'm like, yeah, this, this ain't going to fly. <laughs> and I feel like that was going to sprinkle salt on me. I've found the podcasts that I do by myself are the ones that uh, get like the least amount of like plays and stuff. So I try not to just have me rambling for like 20, 25, 30 minutes. Um, But sometimes I can't help it because it's like I'm dedicated to getting a podcast out every Monday and I would rather me be on there shooting the shit for 15 minutes than to not show up on a Monday for my listeners that, you know, if you don't show up, they're like, you know, I'll get like a DM or like an email. It's like, Hey, where's the podcast? It's like, calm down. You know, it's coming. Like it might be late, but you know, it's coming, which 
in a way, it's a good thing because you've got people out there that, that want to Anticipating, right, yeah. yeah. And, and that's a, that is a very, a very, very tricky thing, right? I know with, with us doing that, consistency is huge. Um, and last year, like, man, I was, I was burning the candle at both ends trying to figure this thing out. I'm still excited about it, but I was super excited about it. You know, just the fact that, that I was getting listens, um, and, you know, I record five, six, I think one week I did nine in one week. And so you have all this content built up. Well, <laughs> You are ambitious. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, but man, I get, dude, you can start talking. I can start talking hunting to someone and I'm lost. I, I just get lost in every, I'm a sucker. I get lost in every single story and not everyone's going to relate to every story, but I can right. find the relatability in just about everybody's story to my pursuit because we all, we all have that common ground when it comes to pursuit. I don't care if it's down South with you guys um, where, you know, you're predominantly sitting in blinds or tree stands or out here in the West. There's always something relatable in the struggle of the hunt. And that's the thing that motivates the heck out of me with it. But how how important how important is that regularity and that consistency in the big picture of the thing if you're if you're searching for that thing when it comes to the story? And that's one of the things I've been dealing with, struggling with to a point as of late is can you put too much out? Do people, do you lose value when you're putting too much out? I, you know what I mean? There's this fine line yeah. that you tread when you're trying to figure out this whole podcast thing, or do you just talk about everything under the sun? Um, you know, is the content good? Is the content not good? Do you scrutinize it that much? Or do you just run with it because you feel good about it? And we're just talking hunting anyway. It, it's a trip, man. Dude, the, the podcast thing is something else. It, it is. And, and it's like we were talking before, like you can really, you know, get yourself into a lot of trouble, like with paralysis by analysis. Like, you know, you just, you, you're thinking about, it's like, okay, well, should I put this out? Should I put, put out, you know, like three at a time or should I just put one out every week? Should I come, you know, come back every other week? I mean, I know some people that put out podcasts. Um, I don't know personally, but I've heard, you know, people that put out podcasts like every two weeks or like once a month or whatever. And there are some people that take, you know, the very Zen approach to podcasting um, where they're like, you know, I just put this podcast out and if only my mom and her friends listen, it's great. You know, I've, I've accomplished, you know, my goal where I think as like for guys like us, if you hunt, there's a, there's already a competitive gene in there somewhere. Um, you know, you might not want to always kill the biggest buck every time, but you damn sure want to kill something uh, when you go out. Like there's that competitive gene in there. So when you talk about podcasting and talking hunting podcasting, no, we're not just putting this out for our mom in the basement and three of our other hunting buddies. It's like, you know, we got something to say. So we want to make sure people can hear it. So it, it is. It's a trip, man. But I, I think overall. I will say from my standpoint, I have been able to tell, share more stories, like have people on telling their stories and share more topics than I ever would have been doing it the way that I was doing it before. Mm -hmm. 
And that, that's the part that, like I said, that's the part that I get off on, man, is 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 the the ability to sit here and you don't even have to know the person. And what I'll do is I'll troll a little bit, you know, I'll Google the name or I'll jump on Instagram and I'll backtrack as far as I can to kind of learn that person to a point. Um, but you, I find myself connected to just about every single hunter, ethical hunter, um, that I've talked to, right? There, there is an intrigue in every single story if you allow it to be. Um, it, it, I man, I can't get enough of it. Sometimes it drives me crazy, but I can't get enough. You start talking, you could be on the street, you start talking hunting to me, and it's like, oh, yeah, we're gonna be here an hour and a half. Well, and it's it's funny because to me, the best compliments that I've got on my podcast is when people say, whether it's, you know, listeners or guests that say, you know, how easy it is or how easy I am to like talk to or how easy the process went. It's like people will say, like, you know, they'll listen to a podcast with somebody who's like, well, dang, how long did you guys know each other? Uh, probably about 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because like, I don't do like a lot of pre-screen and stuff because I hate it because I like that natural reaction and I try to have a conversation. So when people say to me, like, you make your guests feel so comfortable or like when I have a guest that's like, I'm nervous about this and I don't know, you know, how long I can talk about it. And then, you know, 55 minutes later, we're done. And it's like, and they're like, wow, it went that long? Yeah. Like to me, that's like the best, um, like the best compliment I can get. And in the irony and what is so funny when I tell people this, they don't believe me. I am as introverted oh, as man. introverted. Gets. Like I don't <laughs> like being around people. That like, is. I, I, <laughs> it's like my kids and to myself. And, but with this, it's like you say, like I can meet somebody and we can get striking up a conversation and man, we have a good conversation. Like when I do my podcast, you know, people are like you come off so personable and like y'all are just so comfortable and just having a good time. And that's the feel that I want. Like I want you to feel, you know, I want the the people, the listener to, you know, just listen. Like we're just two guys or a guy and a gal or whatever, just sitting back talking hunting or whatever we're talking about. But man, like I I, like I, I tell people, I am introverted as introverted comes, and they're like, "No way!" I'm like, "Yeah, that's." But that, <laughs> but again, that that is me, and and I think that part of it stems from the commonality of talk and hunting, um, and I and I always and it's not about the killing of the animal. I think it's relatable to the entire process because um, my wife tells me all the time, she's like you know, damn, like for me to sit on an IG live for two hours and, and, you know, entertain <laughs> 40, 50 people, um, do that's I don't, I just don't do that. If we go somewhere, you know, here with, you know, coworkers, things like that, I'm man, I'm the quietest dude in the room, but it's, if right. somebody walks up and they're like, Oh, you hunt, you hunt. Yeah. Okay. Then boom, conversation starts. So I think that's really where right. that commonality, um, where that common ground is found and it makes it, it's just easy, man. Just easy. You know, you know we sat here and we talked. I didn't even realize we talked for an hour before we even hit record. <laughs> yeah, that that is the longest pre-screen conversation <laughs> that I think I've ever had. And it really wasn't, and it really wasn't a pre-screen. It was kind of like we just picked up 
from where we took off, you know, when we recorded last week, which, you know, that that's great. Like that doesn't that doesn't bother me at all. Like it, it like you said, we get we sit here and we get to talking and then next thing you know, it's an hour later and you're like, Oh shit, we need to mash record on this podcast. Yeah, so. it's a trip. And I was doing that. I looked I was just doing that because, you know, we it's later there than it is here. <laughs> yeah. And you know, we just like I said, we just sitting here just chatting. Cause like even when I do my podcast, like I know it's kind of awkward. Like I'll talk to the person a little bit on Instagram, you know, set it up. And then I'll get them on the phone. It's like, hey, how you doing? All right, good. I may tell them the three or four things that I want to talk about. Uh, some, Or I might have, like, send it, like, in an email or a DM or whatever. It's like, hey, I just want to get your, you know, thoughts on, like, this, this, and this. And then, you know, we'll just kind of go from there. And they're like, okay. And I'm pretty sure in their mind they're thinking, like, oh, this is going to be a 15-minute deal. And then 55 minutes later, it's like I get them on the phone. It's like, hey, how you doing? Boom, boom, boom. Give me a three count. Three, two, one. I hit record and then we're off and running. And then, you know, 50 minutes later, they're like, shit, like we've been on here that long. And then, yeah. And then it might go now after the recording, we might go another 30, 45 minutes just shooting the breeze. Um, but before I, I rarely like to give forewarning because I want it to be that natural, um, that natural back and forth. I don't want it to be like, I'm going to ask you question A, you give me an answer. I'm going to ask you question B, you give me an answer. Like, I just want like a natural conversation. And, I, and I'm the same way, but I do, and I think I sent you one, um, but I will send, I will send bullets, right? Um, yeah. But I, qual- I pre-qualify it all and say, hey, this is just, this is just a guideline, right? These are, this is what's in my head at the moment. Sometimes I may hit all the, that's one thing. If, if I hit every, every single bullet, either we talked and talked and talked or uh, screw it. Uh, It wasn't that interesting. If I hit every bullet, like I, I, (laughs) you know what I mean? And and that's the hard part, right? Is because you never, you're, you're kind of flying in, you're kind of flying in blind. Um, yeah. And I've had somewhere it was like, man, I am excited to talk to this person. We get on and they're dry and yep. just that, you know, it's like, damn, what happened? You know, like, okay, like, you got a great Instagram page. You ain't got a fucking personality <laughs> one. <laughs> I, I think like I'm no professional interviewer by any stretch of the imagination. Like I, I, I did some time in J school. Like I said, I've been in sports television all my professional life, but I am by no stretch of the imagination, any kind of professional interviewer. But like, again, it goes back to that commonality. Like you can get people on and I can pull 50 minutes out of them. And sometimes it's not pulling. It's just like, you know, give them the ball and let them run. And then some people it's like, I'm looking at that timer and it's like, we're 20 minutes in and I'm like, (laughs) <laughs> Jesus, I don't know if we're going to get the 30 minutes like the or 40 minutes like we, you know, we're like 10 minutes in and I've hit all four bullet points and you've given me, you know, very concise answers. I don't need concise. I need you to show some passion. Like, you know, let's have a conversation. <laughs> and that I, and I think a lot of that and, and I'm going to help folks out and I'm going to qualify this a little bit. I've only had two like that. Um that were really bad. Um, but 
I think a lot of that has to do with nerves sometimes. And most people, like you're saying, you know, and I get that. Oh, that was so easy. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with nerves. People are they feel like, you know, they're they're in the spotlight or, you know, the light shining on them. Um, yeah. And sometimes it's a bummer because, you know, you have a, a solid person and, and you got some good hunting discussions that can be had, but they just can't get past that, you know, that stump. And it, and it's so, it's not frustrating. It, it's, it's like, damn it, you know, damn it. I missed the mark. What it, it's like and, if, and that's where if I they go. Could is, get out of their head. Yeah. They would be, you know, they would, they would be good at it. like, we're just having a conversation. Like there's no lights or cameras or anything. Like I can kind of understand if you get squirrely, you know, you see the lights and the cameras, they can be kind of overwhelming, but geez, we're just on the phone or on a, you know, a Skype or a zoom or whatever talking like it, it's, but like you said, it's nerves. So. I, I beat myself up with that, though, because I'm like, damn, what did I do wrong that I couldn't draw that out? And it, it'll drive me yeah. crazy about, you know, where can I make that improvement? Um, yeah. Well, shit. And, and we kind of had we kind of had a path for this. But I think talking about podcasting, and I'm sure that you get the question all the time is people, you know, reach out and like, hey, you know, I want to start a podcast. What do I need to do? Um, right. What do I what do I buy? What do I, so we, we just go down that path, man, and kind of give us the um, kind of give us the Brian, you know, Brian Land show. Um, production if you will what what do you use what goes into it um what platform you know host you and things like that well right now um uh it's hosted on podbean um and then i have a link set up with my website where everything uh website brightlandcountry.com by the way cheap plug um <laughs> it uh it goes automatically to my website and then it, it uploads there. Um, it's funny I, because, again, being kind of a, a techie, like I went six different ways from Sunday before I settled on a system that actually worked. When I first started, I had a Blue Yeti mic um, that I plugged into my computer. Um, I used uh, Skype, and then I had a recorder to record on Skype. And I started doing that and that was fine. It was a little bit of a cumbersome setup for me um, just cause I was carrying that uh, microphone everywhere I went because you know, a lot of times when I was traveling for work, I would have to record podcasts in the downtime in my hotel room. Um, so I went from that to adding a, um, it's not an amplifier. Um, I forgot what the official name of it but uh, it's an interface thank you um so i added an interface that was it started to sound better but again traveling and recording a lot of like a lot of my early podcasts were recorded in hotel rooms all across the country because i was traveling for work and i just had to find time to get these podcasts done um so that became cumbersome. So what I finally ended up settling on was the uh, Zoom 6 recover, uh, the uh, HN Zoom 6 uh, recorder. And what I would do is I'd use that as an interface or the rare opportunities that I got um, to uh, do face-to-face, I would use that for face-to-face. And now I completely cut out the computer 
I record on my cell phone. There's a way that using that where you can uh, plug your phone into the Zoom and then I plug the microphone in and now I just record all my podcasts. Like I call the person from my phone, record it into the Zoom and then transfer it over. I have an editor that edits my podcast. Um, I got, you know, like the music and uh, voiceover. I got a guy to do the voiceover and the music for me. Being a television director, I am big on production. So could I do it myself? Yes. But I want it to sound as slick and as, you know, professional as possible. So, you know, I spent the extra money for an editor and to have an open created um, and to have music, you know, specifically for the show created. So, you know, I record um, and then I turned over to my editor. Um, they edit it, uh, put it all together, and then they publish it to Podbean. So, um, and then it comes out, like I said, every Monday. So you damn insulted me then and said you want it to be as professional. So you reached out, you know, you, you third party it. <laughs> God damn it. No, I mean, hey. <laughs> I do. So I people, do everything let me myself. Tell you, I'm gonna tell you, let, me, let me backtrack. <laughs> this, is also, this is also what I found out about myself. You appreciate this. Um, you know, when you were a director, especially for live, there's nothing like it. There's no adrenaline rush like it. Like it, it's cool. You know, the adrenaline is fun because you got to capture everything as it's happening. To go from that to sit in front of a computer to editing something is like death by a thousand cuts. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So like I tried to edit videos and I got okay at it, but I burnt out editing videos when I was doing the videos because like I would produce the video, I do the interview, me and my kids, we would shoot, like they would help me shoot, but then I go back and have to edit it. And you know, you know how editing is. It, It can be very tedious. And I burnt out doing that. So I said, when I started the podcast, like to avoid the burnout of me having to book the podcast, you know, ask the questions, all that other stuff. Let me see if I can find a viable editing option. So all I do is book and record the podcast and I turn it over to somebody else and let them put it together. So that, that's the only reason, I mean, God love, you know, people that can do it either out of necessity or out of love, whichever one it is. God love y'all. A little but, bit of both. <laughs> because, I mean, but it's not, that, that's the only reason why, like it, it's not to, you know, any better or, or anything like that. It's like, okay, like let's, let's put bill. some, yeah, let's put some product, and then plus, like I said, you know, you want some production value and stuff. So, uh, so you saying I don't have production value? Um, <laughs> that's not what I said. <laughs> I, I got work in the media, okay? So like you, you have to do better at trying to twist flop my statements. <laughs> I know Fake how news. that game plays. <laughs> so, so for me, you know, that's that's. Oddly enough, part of it, one of the parts that I like is being able to listen to it myself. And that was one of the things like I'll listen to podcasts and I'm like, damn, he's in a 
giant room with, you know, with all this ambient noise and shit's bouncing all off the walls and it drives me crazy. So (laughs) the ability, the ability to sit there and pull that stuff out. I actually enjoy the editing process. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll get a little bit lazy with it and that's probably where that third party you know comes in a little bit better sometimes i'm gonna get a little bit lazy but a a lot of my process has been learning how the podcast sounds as i go right and and so for my setup um so i got my mic um i'm running a cardioid condenser into a board i actually got a mixing board (laughs) yeah and see that's that's the other thing hold up wait a minute because i've seen pictures of your setup (laughs) and your setup is like a effing studio yeah man you got like your logo in the background you got a mixing board you got like the mic that like drops down like come on man so so part of that part of that is you know I used to dabble in music a little bit and went to school for, for that a little while until I had to find a real, a real career path. So that <laughs> part of that stems from that. Right. But there is, there is an element of that, that to me is important when you're talking about wanting to have quality, you know, in your content and that, and that's part of it. Um, right. if, if you sound like you're talking, you know, in a toilet bowl, it's hard to get through it. I'm sorry. It, yeah. It's hard to listen to, um, yeah. or if it's, you know, super muffled and, and you don't have any understanding of, of, you know, what you're putting out, it drives me crazy. So that was really important to me. So I run from my mic into my mixing board, um, and into the Scarlet, which is the interface. And then that Scarlet runs into Adobe audition, which is my recording okay. and my editing software. Um, and then I, I'm the same way. I, I use Podbean as my server. I think it's the best value for the money. Um, yep. as far as storage and things go, I think it's the, you can't beat it. Right. I can I don't have like their analytics. I wish their analytics were a little bit more in depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then That's- that is, it, it's very generalized and that's the hard yeah. part. Um, but I've, if you chase those other servers that they send to, you can chase down more of the analytics, just pro tip. Yeah. Um, okay. And that, I don't know how accurate some of those are because there's numbers and it's just like, how the heck did that happen? You know? Um, yep. and, and I really, as much as I want to pay attention to them, it's really hard to pay attention to them because you can get so focused on that. Um, it can almost, like you said earlier, uh, paralysis by analysis, right? Because the life out of you. Yeah. And I found myself (laughs) at, at, you know, a shoot, I can, I remember going, Oh, I got 50, you know, when I first started, Oh, now, and dude, I was looking at it and I was expecting to see a change every day. Right. And you look at it, it's like, you know, it's giving you a, a week or a two week or a three week range. And you're looking at that thing three and four times a day, just hoping to see it, you know, jump up by one number, by two numbers. And it's just like, goodness, man. Um, yep. But I agree. The analytics could be better. iTunes needs to get their mess together and come up with some something other than beta, something that's solid. Um, yep. I wish, you know, I wish it was there, especially for the small guy trying to trying to build it up. But anyway, back to the setup. Um, so Podbean and then same thing. Podbean, well, Podbean offer, you know, you have your page on Podbean. I don't know if you keep up with yours. I threw I think I threw a picture on mine. But again, you know, mine does the same. It goes to the website and then just about yeah. every single platform um, that's available. Um, 
and then so I have so that's my my garage studio because I am just a dude in a garage doing everything himself, unlike Adam, um, <laughs> who subcontracts. <laughs> oh. But I do. I use the H, the the Zoom HN4, and that's kind of the mobile setup. And I wasn't. I hadn't done a lot of mobile stuff. And then I went to the uh, Utah Sportsman's, or excuse me, Western Hunting Conservation Expo in Utah this year, and yeah. that was the first time I've had that thing probably for almost. I think I bought it two or three months after I started. So probably just shy of a year, maybe about a year and, uh, never used it. And when I did figure out, okay, this is how I'm going to use this thing. Um, man, that thing is money. I don't yeah. think it could replace my setup here in the garage, but it's money, man. I topped the camera and I got those little road. Um, basically it's a, a lav mic, a wireless lav mic. It has a receiver and, uh, the microphone and uh -huh. no wires or nothing. Just clip it on. I plug that into the HN4, then plug the HN4 into the camera, and I'm able to separate those two tracks plus get the video. Then I just I was wondering how you did that. <laughs> you sneaky SOB. Yeah. I was wondering because I, I watched a, a good bit of those videos on uh YouTube when I was doing my research, and I was like, man, this is pretty slick setup and I didn't you know I was like okay I don't see a handheld mic I don't see a stick mic um unless he's got like a guy holding a boom <laughs> so I'm like what is it and I didn't even see the lav mics on the guy dude they're um they are they're probably I actually sent them to Utah because the uh disabled outdoorsman needed mics so I can't I'm probably not being accurate but they're probably an inch and three quarters by an inch and three quarters that's how small they are they have a clip the battery life is phenomenal and the sound quality in those things is uh they're man they're great they are so, great now did you have to you had two separate ones right so yeah. you got so he had on a mic and then a receiver and then you did you have to plug like so um you had to use like two microphone inputs like did you have two antennas for like each mic or did the mics work off of one or no the, so so those those roads uh when you buy a mic you get a single mic and you get a single receiver and each receiver is specific to that microphone um, right okay. so i'm using both the xlr inputs on that hn4 because it only has the two um okay and then going and i, I kind of messed up right because i went in stereo i should have went in mono um then i can control the tracks and split them i actually went in stereo so i kind of i you know guess was on one track i was on the other um you know left and right i shouldn't say track channel and i kind of screwed right. up in that respect but if you're not if you don't have a trained ear or you're not listening through a system that can you know left and right it you you don't even realize um that it's on two separate channels um but I can, you know, pull that out. Not only is it recording to my camera for the video, but now I just pull that that uh, memory card out, drop it in the card reader for the computer, drop everything in. Well, if I'm editing the video, I go into Premiere. Um, yeah. But for the audio, I just drop it right into Adobe, pull the track up, and then I can go through the same process and apply the same equalization um, and the same, you know, noise suppression, things like that, um, that I would if I'm sitting here in the garage recording. So I, man, that wow. system is, uh, I love that system. And then, so check it out. So you can take, 
And this is one of the things like when we talk about, you know, filming in the woods and I'm horrible with it as, as much as I attempt it, it, it always takes a back seat. But the setup is trick. So I got my HN4 and if I'm in the woods, what's one of the things that the worst things in the world when you're watching a hunting video is when dude starts to whisper and he has all the background noise and you're like, what did he say? Uh, and not, on, on some of the higher production stuff that's out there, you don't get that. Um, they got it dialed. They have the money for it. Um, and it's, right. it's a cost thing. And right. I was really concerned. I'm like, okay, I don't want to get something that I can only use sitting in a booth in Utah. I want to be able to take the system out into the woods and have and and be effective recording hunts and up my game when it comes to recording this year. So in trying to figure that out is how I found these these you know they're not lav mics, but we'll call them lav mics. Yeah. And your typical lav mic has a big giant ass receiver that you clip onto the back of your pants for folks that don't know, and a wire that runs through, and then you got a big giant ass receiver that. You have to put on your tripod with this thing, man, they clip right onto the side of the camera housing. Um, it, it adds very little. It's negligible weight um, when you start talking about, you know, being out in the woods with it. But the HN4 is the heaviest thing. Well, because of this mic, I have the ability to be 15 yards away, not be drowned out by the ambient noise. But being that I have two XLR inputs, I can take a what, you know an ambient mic. It's just a shotgun mic, you know, a mini yeah. shotgun mic, put that on there, plug that into the other XLR. Not only am I getting my ambient sound, but now you got me whispering and you can hear me because I'm splitting the track. You can hear what I'm saying, even though I'm whispering. And if I want to take down that ambient noise, I can pull that down. So as I'm talking, you can still hear you're getting the effect of being in the woods or on the mountain or in the blind or whatever it is without drowning out with all that background noise. So the system is it's it's pretty it's, it's a slick system. And the fact I was about that, to I, say that that is real slick. Well, the fact that I put it together and when I was in Utah, I had big name dudes going, let me see that. And it was, and I, man, I felt better about that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, but just give me credit when you start using that system, dude, it is, it's a game changer for being in the woods. I'm not going to even, I can't even play it for the size for filming yourself. You can't go wrong yeah. with it. It's I love it. Well, and see, like, I, I just, I like it. Um, like how you got that set up because I was trying to think if the, um, the uh, Georgia show comes back, the uh, GON, the Outdoor Blast, or um, the Deer Expo down in Birmingham, if those come back this year, like I want to go and do like kind of how you did, it's like just, you know, a couple of interviews or whatever with people and to be able to have it on camera and then you got your audio separate for, you know, your... Um, for your podcast and then you got your video. I mean, that's double content. I think that's what I told you. Like you double up like that. That's a win-win. Oh yeah. And it's weird how many people that I've talked to that will pull up YouTube as they're driving to get their podcast content. I never, I never would have even thought anything like that. And it's like, wow, that's, that's just a weird path for me. It It is, but you know what? And I didn't think about it like that until you said it, but it makes sense because I've pulled up YouTube to listen to songs that you can't find on iTunes. Um, and what I've ended up doing, especially like on long drives, like if I get through the podcast that I normally listen to, 
I can go on YouTube and get like cuts of other podcasts and play them through YouTube. And so like, you know, like, um, I didn't realize before the benefits of publishing your podcast to YouTube, but then like I looked like a couple of months ago and there's some of my podcasts that got like 40, 50 plays on YouTube. And I'm like, well, that ain't, you know, figured into the demographics. It's right. like, well, shit. It's yeah. like discovering Easter eggs. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Cause I didn't, I had no idea. And then when, you know, when I did that, I was like, oh shoot, you know, I, I, now the key, the trick is going to be, how do I, how do I do that from the home studio? Right. That, that is the part that I got to figure out. Right. Because you're still doing it remote. But if there is that, you know, if there is that person that that's how they're consuming it, I got to figure that that element out. I think I got it licked. Um, I've just been worried about the quality, um, but I, th- oh, you, I think you, I got you, that figured out. You do it the same way that you would on the road. You do. Um, oh, well, I see what you say, though, because in the studio, you got your board and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you could what you could do probably is record it, like do your normal show, like through your board and stuff like you normally do and then set your camera up and then bury, you know, like that little live mic. So it's going back into the zoom and on your camera and then you can do it like that. And that way you got your whole separate recorded show and then you're still doing your show with your mic and, and your board. And I mean, that that background that you got is kick-ass. That's why I can't wait till I get my house built because that that's the biggest reason why I haven't done more quote-unquote live or like video podcasts. Um, it's just because like, you know, I was in an apartment in, uh, in Wisconsin when I was up there my house, you know, that I got down here in Georgia, I got stuff all over the place. So I'm waiting when I get my house done and I have, you know, like my trophy room slash, you know, uh, office where I have, you know, all my deer mounts and then the stuff that I got, my sports memorabilia and stuff, that'll make a better background. And then I want to start doing, you know, like the the podcast like that. Because that, the other thing too that that adds, Guy, is you know, then now people are seeing your personality and they're seeing, they're seeing your animations and stuff like that. So when they click on a YouTube or, you know, even on your website, you got the podcast, but then they got you sitting in there making the reactions to what people are talking about or whatever the case is. So it just, man, you got me excited talking about it now. Cause I'm like, damn, that is a good way to do that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> like, a, it's a trip, man. And I think, I think I got it licked. So I think, yeah, I'm not going to put too much out there. We could talk offline. Um, <laughs> because, because part of that, right. It, it goes back to that quality thing and I'm not, you know, a videographer or anything, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, but there's an element of quality that you want to achieve. And unfortunately doing it remote, most folks are either on their laptop using that that uh camera on the laptop or they're using their phone and and some phones have better you know quality i don't know how much they degrade as they get you know to us and that was a concern right if somebody's digitizing or the signal's not bad or uh not that good um Mm -hmm. it poses issues so i'm working through that stuff man hopefully i can start uh start kicking some of those out i think i got it licked though yeah I don't think folks realize when they ask 
what goes into it or what do you use? Um, that's the easy part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, 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 right. Like the equipment and, and stuff. And for some people, it is. If you're not technical savvy, then yeah, you can get stuck down a rabbit hole equipment wise. Um, but no, the hardest part for me was just, you know, reaching out to people and trying to book guests. And again, you know, book the guests that I think people want to hear from or that I am interested in talking to. Um, has been like my biggest thing. What What do you think a podcast cost you in time? From from A to Z, like just is start like since I started last year, or like just like on a just like per episode per episode. What does that cost you in time? An hour, five hours, ten hours? Ah. Uh, Maybe like if I factor in like the research or like, you know, the time that I spend, you know, putting it together and stuff, I'd say maybe two hours. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's yeah. that's short. Well, that's shorter than my time. But I do have the the self-editing aspect of it, too. It, that, that, that. And exactly. That's why I was going to say that. That's why, like, you know, I can do, you know, if you from like recording the person to, you know, from research, from like reaching out and setting up a time, you know, doing the research and putting together like kind of the structure of what I want the podcast to be about and then recording the actual podcast. Yeah, I'd say about two hours. And yeah, I save like a ton of time on editing because it's just like I get it off of the card, I upload it to their servers and then, you know, like I said, they, they spit it back to me. Um, yeah, so they're probably. What do you think they spend on an hour podcast? If they if they know what they're doing, they're probably twenty minutes into editing, if that. I, you know, I think so. Probably twenty thirty. I would only if they go if they go through it, they listen to it step by step, like real time. I would say at the most an hour, because I don't have a lot of fixes with my podcast. Like you know, we record and. You know, that's it. You know, we record 45, 50 minutes straight. I do an intro, an outro. Um, some weeks, if I got, like, other stuff to talk about, like, I'll break it up before I get to the guests. Um, and then an intro and a close. Like, they don't have to worry about, unfortunately, they don't have to worry about, you know, dropping in commercials or ads or anything like that. Like, I don't have, you know, any spaces for that. Um so it's pretty straightforward. I would say probably about an hour. Yeah, that's not bad. So three hours. That's about what I, what I spend now. When I first started, shoot, if I would do, if I would do an hour and a half when I first started, it would probably take me. Jeez, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say close to four hours, um, to get through one. But that was learning all the the finite details of what I was trying to do to sound wise, things like that. Now I could pump out a two hour in probably 15 to 20 minutes um, on the editing side. But I, and and one of the things that I don't do is I don't have a long drawn out intro or explanation of the podcast. And sometimes I'm not sure if it's a detriment um, or not. I mixed it up. I noticed that. And I was listening and I was listening to your podcast. I noticed that like, you don't, 
like it, it's like here it is and then boom like you're right into it now some some days you know i've experimented with opening you know different ways and stuff and you know depending on how much you know extra stuff that i want to get in like i'll you know bs around and whether intro or whatever, and then finally, you know, get to the guest. And then there's sometimes where like, you know, it's like, I got a guest, this is a guest and then boom, we get into it. Yeah. I'm always at a, at an impasse with that, you know, cause it, the, the problem that I have is, is again, I get lost in these conversations. I get enamored with the folks I'm talking to and their stories. And I'm scared that if I start down that path, that <laughs> you're going to have eight minutes of intro to listen to, right? Because you start, you start, you know, you, you have the conversation 20 minutes ahead of time. Sometimes yeah. it's longer than that. And then you have this hour, two hour, and I don't time mine. It, it just turns out whatever we, whenever we say we're done, we're done. So if it's an hour, I think I had one, I think that thing pushed three hours. Um, but it was, in my opinion, it was, I'm not going to stop listening to the story and I got questions. So keep on going. So I always yeah. felt like, you know, if you add, if I add too much onto that, is that hurting, you know, are they going to be like, Oh, I don't want to listen to this guy. Um, you know, so just jump right into it. But on the other side of it, do I give you some explanation and let you decide right then and there? Or do I just let you listen to my guests are my focus, right? That is who the podcast is about, not me. Listen to them. Right. They can tell their story right. better than I can, you know, tell their story or I don't, for the lack of a better word, hype them up in the intro. Um, I, right. you know, and I think most hunters don't need a hype intro. And like I said earlier, I find, <laughs> I find value and, and importance in all our story as we relate to each other. So it, I'm always at an impasse with that, man. It's a, it's a tricky thing. I'll listen. And, and most, most podcasts will have, I mean, there's some great intros. The problem is if you have a great intro and the podcast ain't that great, um, right. If, you know it, I mean? if it bombs after that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> what, what I find myself doing is especially the the ones that are consistently long um, is I is I'll just buffer right through that intro. I'm skipping it anyway. Um, right. Just so I want to hear I want to hear the meat and the meat and potatoes, so to speak. So it's yeah, I'm always at a I don't know. It's a weird one. No, it. um I try, like I've tried lately to be a little entertaining in my intros. Like, I don't know if people like it or not. Like I hadn't gotten feedback either way. Like I, I have this budding stand-up comedian that wants to get out of me that I've suppressed for <laughs> a lot of years. Um, so I'll, I'll be like a total goof sometimes on my intros. Um, you know, just to just to switch it up, because like I did 50 something podcasts the same way every week, like last year. Like, you know, it was, it was like music intro, um, you know, and then guest and then back in and then whatever. And then, you know, like starting when I started again in January, because that and that's the thing, like I started my podcast on, in January, you know, uh, in 2019. So like every January now is, you know, when I'll, you know, reevaluate yeah, right. and, and whatnot. Um, so this year I was just like, you know what? I wanted to change the music. I wanted to change the title. 
And, um, like, you know, let's come in different ways. Like, and I listen to different podcasts and see how they start theirs. And if I see something or if I listen to something that I like, you know, I'll, I'll jack it and do it my way, put my own spin on it or, you know, whatever. So, you know, that, and I think that the more podcasts you listen to, um, you know, it helps feed ideas, whether it's for guests or, you know, just different ways to present it. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's, that, that's a, a conversation in itself. Um, I listen to less podcasts now since doing mine than I did prior. Um, because I, I'm worried about being tainted <laughs> for the <laughs> for the lack of a better word. And I don't want to, and it, and it happens, right? And I'm not calling it plagiarism. I forget the actual word for it, but you know, you can read something and you can go write a paper on that and you may not realize it, but you're taking that same idea and you're putting it on paper in your words. And that that's one of my fears is I don't want to go down that road. Um, you're right. You know what I mean? And, I, and not to say that it'll happen, but I, I'm just weird about it. Um, what? it. It's funny because before I started my podcast, I didn't listen to a lot of the hunting podcasts. And then when I started listening to a lot of, a lot of hunting podcasts, I was like, okay, um, I'm not going to do what these podcasts do um, for many different reasons. Um, and not to disparage anybody, but it was just like, okay, I don't think this format works for me. Um, whatever that format was, or it was like, they, like we talked about before, it's like the same 10 podcasts with the same 10 hunters and the same 10 like tips. Like it was just regurgitated. Um, that being said, my inspiration for my podcast, um, came from wrestling podcast. I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts in particularly, uh, Steve Austin, um, which is funny because he's a hunter as well. Like, and, and the episodes that I really enjoy when he's not talking about like, you know, wrestlers or, um, you know, bodybuilding and stuff like that. It's like, he'll talk about like some of his hunting, like on his ranch and, you know, just different things like that. And I kind of like perk up and it's just like, wow, like just listen to him talk about like somebody who actually grew up hunting in South Texas um, to listen to him talk about it on his podcast. And I just enjoy his podcast overall. Um, But that's like where I got the inspiration for like my podcast and how I kind of like when I first started kind of molded it and mirrored it after that. And that's what made me know that I wanted to have more of a conversational uh, type podcast as opposed to like tips or like, you know, just asking general like one, two, three questions. Mm-hmm. But the, And that is, that is the great thing about having this platform, right? Or having, you know, so many, having these different podcasts is that it's everyone's to a point. Um, there are some mimics, but it's everyone's spin on that topic. Um, yep. it's, you know, someone, and then again, there's those, there's that 10, 10, 10 rule. We'll call it. Um, 
<laughs> but it is but it is really nice to hear those those different spins on on the topic right the general topic being hunting which we haven't touched on at all here um, <laughs> which is fine <laughs> it is funny because like somebody was texting me they're like what are you doing they're like i'm in the middle of an interview it's like oh well, what are y'all talking about i'm like everything under the effing sun <laughs> <laughs> i figured we were talking about podcasts man and and i get the question quite often um where people are asking you know how you do this how you do that and i and the fact that people are asking me that question is is pretty humbling um, cause I, you know, professional, uh, in the At sense all. of the word, right. Right. Uh, like when you get people that are like, Hey, like I want to do a podcast. Can you help me? And I'm like, brother, I'm no expert at all. I can tell you what I did, but by no means is this the gospel. Right. And, and then and, uh, there's another plus, right? Because you can do it. The only thing I would say is make sure that your, that your sound quality is the best that you can produce outside of that it's your you can you're free to run spend as little money as possible because it it it's an expenditure it is not a cheap expenditure um unless you go bare bones and even then it's still money out of pocket and my feeling is you could put that towards hunting um which is always a better spot um but again it's that is the great thing is you can have your idea and bring your idea to fruition. And as long as you're not, how do I say that? (laughs) How do I say that? As long as you're being true to why you started and what you want to do and you have some kind of direction, it's a good thing, right? You're doing something you want to do. Right. You know, and there's so many different spins, man. You could, uh, I've heard podcast, dude, they got a podcast for everything. If they're, if you can think of a topic, there's already a podcast about it. It it is. And I was surprised uh, when I started looking at hunting podcasts, because I kind of, I looked at it from like my media brain. It's like, okay, well, what's my competition? Like what, whose podcast is getting you know, the most pub, you know, who's been around for a while. And then, of course, you know, you look at Joe Rogan, which I don't even know if you can classify that as a hunting podcast because he talks about everything under the sun and hunting. Um, So I started, like, just looking at podcasts that exclusively just talk about hunting, whether it's, you know, duck hunting, bear hunting, whatever. Um, And, you know, I just started looking around at them and like I said, it was just like some of them were interesting. Some of them were just like, okay, I I'm not going to do that. And some of them you just kind of like, okay. And it's good to know what's out there, but yeah, it, it it's it's crazy once you get into it. Another thing I would tell people too is, um, unless you are making a podcast about like true crime or something like that. Don't think you're going to get into it making a whole bunch of money, dude. That's I was going to bring. So there is there's a podcast, and uh, I forget where the other lady is at, but she, the they're hunters. Um, the one at, at least is, and she's out of Idaho, and the podcast is creeping it real. And I was supposed to interview her sometime last year, and schedules didn't match up. You know, just kind of how this game is, and yeah. I had listened to her podcast. 
uh, several times. And it is kind of like a, I don't know, demographic wise, it would be like a, they do everything, do they do like murder mystery stuff and like aliens <laughs> and uh, skinwalker type stuff, right? It's called Creep It Real. Dude, it is, it's a trip to listen. I enjoy listening to it. I don't really, you know, buy into that stuff, but to listen right. to it, it's a trip. It's pretty intriguing, but man, they do good. And it's like, I would have never thought, and you say true crime right now, man, that is, that shit is huge. It's crazy. Yeah. It- it is, it's amazing and frustrating, <laughs> the stuff that rates. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I'm not <laughs> going to go into the specifics. Like, I have my, a, a, I have my very own rant about what rates and what doesn't, and it blows my mind. But then when you look at society, and I don't want to get off on a tangent about society and stuff, but when you look Especially at society, right, now. I, <laughs> right I, get, I totally get why the stuff that rates, it rates, but it blows my mind. Like, like this, and I always feel like, for us to not to cry poor mouth, but I feel like for us, like people that put together hunting podcasts, um, like, you know, people that are like in our boat, like we just, you know, we're doing our hunting podcast. We don't have like, you know, any kind of big name behind us or anything like that. We are at already at a deficit because one, we're not doing the mainstream popularity, what's going to grab people type thing. Um, we're not doing something that's super, super, super niche that you're going to get the 15,000 other people per week that's doing that super niche thing. And the biggest and absolute detriment is because we're talking about hunting. As much as we love it and we know a lot of people love it and millions of people that buy tags and, you know, go out and hunt and fish and all that other stuff, at the end of the day, when you say hunting, People look at you like you got three freaking heads. Yeah, yeah, and we have, and it, the dem that demographic is limited. It really, it really is limited. Yep, yep. So, I mean, it, it we're at a deficit. But the one thing I will say, the people that, and I'm pretty sure you can speak to this as well, the people that have found my content, they love it. And that, and that's who you make it for, right? Yeah, absolutely. You make it. And you had said something there. Oh, you were talking about looking at the other podcasts, and and for a while, and I don't know that I did that, right? I think, I think I took the podcast that I was listening to, and and not picked them apart, but I was listening and looking to see what they did really well, um, mm-hmm. and and kind of use that as a as a gauge. And the problem with that is I was always, I was gauging the wrong way, not understanding, you know, the growth potential and where we're at in the demographic and how astoundingly difficult it can be with, you know, just being a dude in your garage and trying to grow that. And I was talking to Garrett Weaver, which he does on point with Garrett Weaver, which is an excellent podcast, a shameful plug for Garrett. And we were talking and Garrett, Garrett, in my head, it it was very simple, but it was very profound, right? And he's like, you know, 
there is no competition. You, you know, you stay in your lane, you do your thing. I'm gonna stay in my lane. I'm gonna do my thing. I'm gonna root the next dude on. And, uh, but it's your thing, you know? And that, I think that was probably one of the moments where I was like, man, screw, I'm not gonna even worry about these numbers. I'm gonna just do, there's people that are listening that are happy with what I'm doing. That's what I'm gonna do. And I'm enjoying it and it's not a job. Um, it doesn't feel like a job. Well, shit, if this was my job, I'd be in trouble. Um, <laughs> cause it's way more out. I ain't, I don't have no end. It's all out. Um, but it was profound when he said it and it was like, man, that that's a hell of a way to listen or to look at it and just not worry about it. Just do your thing. You know, if you're enjoying it, just do your thing and roll with it. And I think goes back to what you said. And I think I mentioned it twice now is paralysis by analysis is we look at it, we'll overthink it. And I think a lot of folks I've had, man, I, I can't even count on two hands, two feet, the number of people that have asked me, but I can definitely tell you that I ain't raised a finger with the people that I've seen follow through with doing it. And I think that's what it stems from is we, is we start to look at, what other folks are doing instead of just saying, Hey, this is what I'm passionate about. I'm, I'm going to do this because I want to do it. And I like doing it. I want to hear these stories and make these connections, which are do that. That is the best part is making the connections, screw the download numbers, um, screw the branding. All that is making the connections with the people, the people that you meet are in my opinion and have been for me, the driver to continue this thing going. Yeah. And it's, it's twofold for me. Like I, the guests and people that I've had, especially people that have been like repeat guests. Um, it's been really cool to make that connection, but I, I feel like I would be being less than authentic if I was to just be like, Oh, you know, the downloads don't matter. Or, you know, I'm not worried about the, the, um, the plays and stuff like that or, or whatnot. I wish I could be, you know, that zenful and have that good of an attitude about it. Um, but, you know, there's still, especially when it comes to media, um, it's just like, okay, you know, I, I want to be, you know, one of those top podcasts. I want to have a podcast that people, you know, listen to oh, or talk about and, and stuff like that. Um, but by that same token, you know, like how you say you reach, I think you probably have a little bit more peaceful time putting your podcast together because you can, you know, not focus on that where a guy like me is like every two days I'm checking my numbers. It's like, OK, Wednesdays is usually pretty good. How do we do Wednesday? We dropped on Monday. You people didn't listen on Monday, but you caught up on Tuesday. All right. Good job, people. Like, I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to do better about that, but it, it's hard because, you know, there, there's that, like I said, when it comes to media, there's that thing in me that, you know, I want to know that people are listening to what I'm putting out. So, but I, and like I, I said, I, I tend now, I haven't, I haven't looked at my numbers since the first of the year and wow. Right now, wow. what what I'm tending to focus on more than anything is the response, is the feedback that, you know, air quote, live feedback is that mm-hmm. reaching out that DM, um, you know, the email, the sign up on the website, 
uh, the text message, the involvement, things like that um, is where I have I've actually seen a little bit of levity in, in that whole situation. Right. Because that it means more to me than. It's cool. I'm not. Uh, let me qualify a little bit. It's cool as shit to see that you hit. 60 some odd countries like I'm not going to even BS it to see that you hit 60 some odd countries is amazing. You're like, well, how did you know, how did I get over there? Oh, you know, I've had and and one of the biggest one of the biggest things that have has impacted me is when I get like a serviceman or servicemen or servicewomen and they're like, man, you know, I was I was stationed here um, and you saw those three downloads in Iraq and you're like, wow, right. the hell, you know what I mean? Who the hell's? But then the dude reaches out or, or his buddy reaches out and said, hey, my buddy said to man, you know, tell you, thank you. He's listening. Do that is that is where it's at for me. And, and, and mm-hmm. since I started getting that kind of feedback and, and, and those kind of messages and things like that, um, those numbers, they've, they've honestly, they've become a little less important. I'm not gonna, I don't want to downplay it and tell you that, you know, and maybe I phrased it wrong or said it wrong, that it's not important. It is because that is part of this game is to grow the platform. And like you said, right. when, when somebody sees that, that, you know, that hat or that shirt or that sticker, they know exactly what that is. Um, right. So I can't, I can't say that that's not important, but man, I tell you what, there ain't looking at those numbers on those analytics. Um, yeah, it, it, no way near having a dude reach out and man, I heard that episode and dude, that was great. That was, you know, or, or having a guest reach out to you and you're, you know, there's some dude that you look, you might look up to reaches out to you and says, Hey man, that was a great experience. Um, thank you. You know, that was great. Blah, blah. I had people DM me and we don't always get the feedback. The guests get the feedback. And I think that that's cool right. too, right? Is they're right. seeing their relatability with our, with our community or our demographic. Um, so I've actually been able to step away from that a little bit, man. And I, I gotta say, it feels, it feels pretty good, dude. You know, it's funny. Cause I then and you know, for all of my, you know, negative qualities, you know, I'm an introvert. I'm, I'm overly pessimistic. Um, I always said, you know, people say like glass half full. I'm a glass half empty person. Um, I didn't think about like those overseas downloads could be you know our service men and women like i it, i didn't even and it's it's i'm glad that you mentioned that because it, it gives me a new perspective because i'll look at you know those demographics or i'll look at those analytics and i'll see like downloads like in spain or like australia or like you know i use a a thing called uh chartable and they, uh, you know, they chart like your podcast on iTunes and stuff. And for like 12 of like 14 weeks, I was like number one in fucking, in, excuse me, in freaking Madagascar. And I'm like, <laughs> who keeps listening to me in Madagascar? Like, that's, like, that's gotta be like a bot or something. You know, like I, I didn't register like you know australia or spain or great britain or whatever that you know like i just automatically wrote it up like okay well maybe you know that's like a tracking area or a tracking error or you know like a bot or you know like some kind of spam or nothing like that like i i didn't put that together but now it gives me a different perspective so i'm glad that you 
you actually said that. I mean, because, yeah, you know, we got people all over the world that love hunting and, you know, outdoors and the stories and stuff that we're telling. So it's definitely um, humbling to see that. Heck yeah, it is. And then think about it. Think about it from this angle, too, is that, you know, like you mentioned earlier, when people hear hunting, they, you know, the majority of folks shun away. The fact that you got, you know, even if it wasn't a serviceman or, or service women that are listening, you got one dude in some country in the middle of Lord knows where that's interested in hunting and you're reaching that person that might be you might be spawning something there that he now he's part of that demographic. That's one more person in the pool um, as as right. minor as that may seem. To me, that's a big deal. It's like, man, I got I got one more person involved in something that I would I'd pretty much give up everything for hunting, less my family. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you tell me I got to cut stuff out as long as it's not cutting my family out. You know, keep one thing and your family. We're hunting, buddy. Um, so yeah. that part of it too. That part of it is. I'm like, man, if I'm, you know, if I can reach, you know, 10 people like that a year, that's, dude, that's money in the bank. Well, not really money in the bank, it's money out the bank, but you know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I get it. (laughs) But that, I I, I don't know, man, that, that reach and to be able to share the stories and, you know, have an impact, a positive impact, right? And sharing the, the true values and the entire picture of hunting. Um, because we're, you know, for, for the side, you know, there's that middle ground we always talk about, you know, that, that really doesn't have a, you know, does, doesn't have a view one way or another. Don't really care. Then you have those aunties that'll probably always be aunties, but there are those people in that, that will hear the heartfelt story of a guy going out, you know, with his dad or, you know, that last hunt with mom or that first hunt with their kid. And right it sheds a different light on bloodthirsty savages um, that they've been, you know, told to believe. So I I don't know. I think it's, I think we do good with it, man. Yeah. No, change, change the narrative and give it and give people a different perspective. Yeah. That's just huge. There goes our hunting talk for the uh, entire episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually nice to kind of spin away from it. um, And then just, you know what I mean? Just talk like this about it. It, it, To have a different perspective, you know, and hear how you're doing it. And like I said, people have asked the question. So, you know, maybe. Yeah, no, it it is. It's funny because I've toyed with the idea of trying to or thinking about bringing on different guests that not necessarily are hardcore hunters, but, you know, trying to find that relatable topic. Because when you do a hunting podcast, like, I don't want to go completely, you know, off the off the grid and do, like, something that's, you know, completely away from, like, the brand or the podcast. But, like, they're director buddies of mine that fish a little bit, like they're not hardcore, but they fish a little bit or like some, you know, my camera guys, they shot for like some outdoor programs or they, you know, like hunt or fish a little bit or whatever. And I thought about bringing them on and just talking to them. And then I got people that I know that are just, you know, cool as a fan and we'd have a great conversation, but they don't hunt at all. And it's just like, how can I, 
you know, incorporate them into the podcast and make it interesting for the listener. So it's something that I've kicked around. Um, but and that's, that's actually a good thought, right? And I've thought about that is to have not so much an anti hunter, which I would love to have that conversation, but I can't get nobody to commit to coming on. Um, because all the mess they talk, they, they still won't have a converse, a, a intelligent conversation. And yes, I can have intelligent conversations because I know some of the peanut squad out there. will say something about that, um, <laughs> but, and have an intelligent conversation about hunting, but to have someone that you can discuss it with that maybe not, doesn't have a view on it, you know, one way or another. Um, right. I think that that could be an interesting conversation just to hear that point of view and, and what other folks think about it that aren't involved in it, aren't against it. Um, that mm-hmm. would be to me that that's a good conversation if it's if it's the right person, of course. Yeah, yeah, no, because it's like one of my one of my mentors, um, you know, it, it pretty much learned how to direct from uh, this guy. He's not against it, um, but he just doesn't do it. And like we've talked, you know, all the time. Like he's always interested in. It's like when he calls, it's like. I, Surprised I got you. I thought you'd be like in the middle of nowhere in Georgia somewhere. I'm like, no, you know, kids got a baseball game or something. Like, you know, and we'll we'll you know talk or whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I, I've kicked around that idea. I just need to kind of figure out like how to formulate it, like lay the formula down for the show, um, so it'll come out like the way that I want it to. Yeah, I, oh. I I tend to wing those. <laughs> but it, it, it's funny though that you say that, like having on like the anti hunter because that that would be good because I definitely know a few, but and it might be wrong on my part. I don't know. I don't know if it's wrong or not. But like, I don't know about you, but sometimes I, I kind of needle them especially if they come bothering me. Like if I post something on like my personal, like Instagram or my personal Facebook, if I post something, you know, I'm proud of like my first Turkey, I was very proud of. And I posted like, not only I posted on the brand page, I posted it on my, on my personal page. Um, And you know, majority of people are like, Oh, that's cool. Congratulations. Yada, yada, yada. Then you have a couple of people that just come like, oh my God, the poor turkey. Or did the turkey have a gun too? Or did the turkey, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like just What if BS. that was you? Let that turkey shoot you all the same crap. Right. Yeah. And I'm a, I said early on when I did my pod, when I started my podcast, I am not the, you know, when they go low, you go high person. I am the feed the troll person. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. And I'll give you a, I'll give you a perfect example of that. I posted something on Twitter and out of the blue, like that, and this is on Twitter. So this is like random, like anti hunting yokel that don't know nothing about nothing. And they posted, like I posted something and then up underneath they were like, Oh, look at this. Big man thinks he's special because he could kill an animal. Okay, I was going to let it go. But then their friend jumped on and was like, we shouldn't have to see this stuff. So I was like, 
well, you didn't have to look at it because I'm pretty sure I didn't tag you in it. So you feel free to exit. So then she goes, um, the other person chimes in. They're like, especially at tea time. And I have. Thank you, Brittany. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't have an overestimated importance of myself. You know, like, you know, I do a podcast. Um, you know, I got a few followers on Instagram and Facebook, but by no means do I think of myself as any kind of like, quote unquote, celebrity or like, you know, like you see on Instagram, people put like public figure and they have like 300 followers. Um, (laughs) I have none of that about me. So my response to her was, and I specifically remember this because even I laugh at it. She was like, yeah, we shouldn't have to look at this. And then the other person chimes in, especially at tea time. And I said, I hope a bird shits in your tea. (laughs) And left it and and deleted the thread, like deleted their comments and left it alone. It's like, you know what? Don't come here bothering me about my post. And And that is the reason that I would love to get one of them on. Because... Maybe they don't search it out, but they come across it. And it's very easy to just continue past, right? Right. But they never seem to do that. Um, and and as much as I I suppress that side of myself, right? I'm not going <laughs> to. I really do. I really do. Because I, I can. And everybody that listens knows my mouth is my mouth. And I suppress right. it because I it really want to sit down unscripted just like this is just like every one of the other podcasts is and have a conversation their comments their you can have your opinion or your view of something but have all the information right? right have i don't care if it's emotional versus rational rational versus emotional however you look at it but be willing to have a serious dialogue and listen to my side i'll listen and respect your side and if we walk away from that table that recording and we still don't agree fine but let's have the conversation dude i have i have been on other people's posts and seen it and i have dm the person that posted it and said hey do you mind if i comment to this person Right. Because that's some I don't want to jack somebody's post and start some mess. Maybe they don't want that on their page. Trying to be respectful right. of of other hunters. Yeah, sure. go ahead. So I'll hit the person up and say, hey, I'd love to have you on my podcast. Yes, yeah, predominantly hunting. But I'd like to hear your view and have an intelligent conversation outside. of you think that that person should be dead? Not the animal. And dude, right. I, they will not absolutely will not. Not once have I had someone respond. I've DM'd them. Most times you get blocked immediately uh, or 95% of the time it's a private page anyway. And it's just like right. chicken shit. Um, yeah, I would, well, dude, well, I would well, love that and, opportunity. And that's the one, those are the ones that piss me off is like when people are like, you know, like you'll see the the ones where it's like guy gets mauled by like a lion or whatever. And there'll be people like, applauding or like yeah. serves them right and stuff like that. And it's just like, what the hell is really? that? <laughs> like, really? Like, Where, seriously? Where's the humanity in that? <laughs> right. Like, don't, don't tell me about how humane and how cruel hunting is. 
and then you sitting here cheering somebody's death. Yeah. Well, you know, the ones that right. kill me are the ones that attack women. And then they'll they won't just leave it alone, right? They, you can't just say, "Hey, I think you're a horrible person because you did that." But they'll attack women. It'll be a dude attacking women, and then they'll start talking about how they hope their kids and this and that. And it's just like, what? what right. Where do you draw the line, right? If if you think it's so inhumane, and and ninety eight percent of us are worried about an ethical kill, right? right. How is that humane? that you're approaching another person that way. I just, yeah, I think it's just chicken shit, but you know, Hey, somebody hit me up. If you're anti, let's have the conversation. <laughs> if you're not chicken shit, I, I would love to hear that. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm, I'm, I cannot, I, it'll happen at some point. It'll happen. I cannot wait. I'll sit, I'll sit on the phone and I'm not going to try and convince them. I'm going to share our side of it. The, the, right. everything about it. Right. I'll sit down for five hours. I don't care. Um, and I think it's an important conversation. I can't wait till the day it happens, but ain't none of them to this point had the balls to just chime, you know, keyboard, keyboard superstar. And then that's it. Yeah. Man, I'm going to do yeah, that I'm one on. on. The, I'm going to do that one on a, a record. We're going to record that video, record that one. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know what? The, on the other side of it, they wouldn't do that. Right. Because you can't get them to just record, you know, sight unseen. Um, right. So, you know, damn well, they're not going to, you know, they're not going to want their face out there. But I, I just don't I don't get the fact where, you know, the point where you can't just have an intelligent conversation. We ain't got to agree about it. But, you know, let me hear right. your side. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Just, right. you know. Like I said, when you do, uh, I'm all I'm here for it. <laughs> I'll, we can get a, a three-way call going. <laughs> it's just amazing to me. Some of the attacks, man, is just, you know, I mean, if you look at uh, Britt Longoria, that's kind of how how she's in the position she's in because the importance of sharing, you know, every aspect of it and the conservation aspects and things like that was because the uh, the scrutiny and the attack that she was under from sharing her hunts um you know one picture and you know it was the blow up it was just you know die lady die and it's like how is that okay right like that that's crazy to me that yeah i don't know but anyway man well shoot we done uh we talked a little we got a little bit of hunting in there um yeah so hey. drop drop the uh the brian land uh plugs tell everybody about the website um podcast etc cetera, etc cetera, man let's get that in there as we wrap this thing up yeah man we got uh bryantlandcountry.com is the website it's got all the videos um that we've produced um and then podcasts uh previous you know all the new podcasts and then previous podcasts so bryantlandcountry.com uh bryantland uh shop on that webpage as well if you want to get you some merch or if you want to support the Bryantland show, we do have a Patreon now where we put bonus content. So that's patreon.com for uh, forward slash Bryantland, patreon.com forward slash Bryantland. And then, of course, my baby, the Bryantland show. We drop every Monday, the Bryantland show podcast. You can get it anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you know, Apple, Google, you know, Spotify, all those places, wherever you get podcasts. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at official Bryant land. 
Um, that is primarily where we post everything. Of course, we got a Facebook page, uh, which is Bryant Land, and then uh, Twitter as well at Three Bryant Land. But Instagram is my main one at Official Bryant Land. That's where I post all my stuff, videos, um, and then tease like what I got coming up with the podcast. So, so if I see any of my listenership posting any Bryant Land merch without having some of mine as well, we're going to have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) I can dig it. You know, you know what we we need to do is we need to do a t-shirt exchange. What's what, what, what's your size? Uh, XL. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to send you a Bryantland XL t-shirt and you send me a Western Contours XL. I'm saying XL t-shirt. Heck yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Well, brother, I appreciate the time, man. It was, uh, it was good shooting, shooting the shit with you again. Um, Yeah. And we probably took him for a loop and not talked hunting, but I think there was some good conversation there, man. So I appreciate it. No, man. Anytime. I mean, you know, it, that's the thing that I love about doing podcasts, man. It can go, you know, anywhere. So we we talked a little bit of hunting. We talked podcasts. You know, we talked branding. Man, this this is great. I think your your listeners um, are going to enjoy this, and I'm going to share them with mine. So hopefully, you know, my listeners will jump over and uh, and pick up a new podcast if they're not on it already. And buy my merch. <laughs> and buy your merch. Yes. There you go. All right, brother. I'll talk to you, man. I appreciate it. All right, Bubba. <laughs>Tag us on Instagram at Western Contours. Jump on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down. We spend a lot of time preparing for our hunts, and how we fuel our efforts is key. Head over to ValleyToPeakNutrition.com, helping you perform optimally in the backcountry. The purpose of Valley to Peak is to provide sound nutritional information supported by science to help you prepare and perform optimally in the backcountry. There's no secret. This is done through education, coaching, and programming based on personal goals and preferences. Head over to ValleyToPeakNutrition.com or catch them on Instagram at V2P Nutrition.